Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Why are you checking your email at nine o'clock? Why are you sitting on the couch next to your partner, your spouse, your friends, whatever, and answering work emails instead of spending time de-stressing, right? Mm. Welcome to the Bravehearted Podcast, where we are changing the way you get inspiration by allowing you to hear resilience and victory in hard stories. We discuss new methods on handling life situations so you can show up confidently in your life. We are different. Because instead of just giving you inspiration through stories, we give you actionable tools to make the change that you want to make. Let's live bravely today. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 30. I can't believe it's episode 30. That's crazy to me. So today we're talking about how to be assertive at work. So for those of you that don't know, or if this is your first time joining us, welcome. My name is Kelsey Kenry, and I am a personal development coach and speaker working with women all over the world to find their purpose and their confidence and take action in their lives. So as you guys know, on the podcast, we are forever talking about therapy and the importance of therapy and what it can do for your life. So we've actually partnered with BetterHelp, betterhelp.com. It's an online counseling website. So you can go on and get a therapist and they will match you with somebody and you can do therapy right from the comfort of your own home, your car, wherever. So you can get 10% off actually your first month with BetterHelp, you just go to betterhelp.com forward slash bravehearted. And today with me, as always, I have Mindy. Hey, everybody. Mindy Mercurio. I am a career coach and business guru, helping exhausted women let go of the fear that they have to find passion in their work and avoid burnout. Super duper excited today about our topic. But just before we dive in, as a reminder, Some of the material we talk about is deep and can sometimes be controversial. Please use headphones when listening in public or around children. So today on episode 30 of the Bravehearted Podcast, we are talking about how to be assertive at work. Kelsey, give me your thoughts. I feel like this is such a relevant topic because so many people are working from home for the first time. And like everybody is in this weird transition of like trying to navigate and like refigure out their jobs. And in this, like what I've seen, especially from a lot of my clients, is people are more overwhelmed and more stressed, mostly because a lot of people are like trying to do a full time job home with like toddlers, which is not helpful. <laughs> but also it's just like, having to figure out where are the lines. Like everything is very blurred right now. And so I think that people feel bad about speaking up for themselves. And so I really 
felt like it was important. And obviously, Mindy, you and I went into this in more detail, but just to just to learn how to speak up for ourselves and learn how to navigate through this because we have to work, most of us, right? And so we want to be in an environment that is conducive for our growth and that we feel good in. And if we're not being assertive and if we're not speaking up, then we're not fostering that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I know that a lot of people are definitely struggling right now to draw those lines at home and at work. And a lot of people, even before Corona, like I would hear this conversation all the time is, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed at work. Okay, cool. Why? Well, because I go home and I'm still working. Okay, cool. Why are you doing that? Why are you (laughs) checking your email at nine o'clock? Why are you sitting on the couch next to your partner, your spouse, your friends, whatever, and answering work emails instead of spending time de-stressing, right? Mm. And I think a lot of people are afraid to speak up because they are afraid that they are going to be viewed as being aggressive. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that's an important thing for us to talk about is there is a difference in being assertive and being aggressive. And I talk about this a lot when it comes to boundaries in general and us viewing boundaries as such a controversial thing. We're like, oh, this is going to be a big fight. There's going to be yelling. I'm going to get fired. Like all of these things. And it doesn't always have to look like that. What people don't realize is that when you aren't assertive, then because there is built up resentment, that is when there is aggression, right? Because you come into the conversation with this buildup versus if you had just spoken up and been like, hey, I saw you put that thing on my desk. Instead of just putting it on my desk, could you just let me know like that you're putting something on my desk. (laughs) Like if we would have spoken up then, it would be a different conversation. But instead we just pile it on and pile it on and I'll do it. Not sure if that's in my job description, not sure if that's part of my job, but I'll do it because I can do everything because I'm a woman and because I'm amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You just said the magic words because I'm a woman and I can do everything. I cannot tell (laughs) you how many conversations I've had where it goes like this. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so angry. I feel like I'm being taken advantage of at work. Okay, well, tell me why you feel that way. Because my boss expects X, Y, and Z out of me, and I've got this, 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 and this going on at home. Okay, great. Have you told your boss what you have going on? Well, no, because I don't want to be viewed as weak, or I don't want to be viewed as unreliable, or I don't Mm. want X, Y, and Z. And it's so important that you communicate what's going on in your life to your work. Like if you have, so for example, one of my clients was feeling really frustrated because she felt like she couldn't get her work done because her kids are at home and screaming and in the background and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, get that. We're living in a different time right now, right? In, in general, like probably don't want your kids screaming while you're working all day. That's probably not good. But in like right now in this time, like everybody's kids are home with them, right? Everybody's dogs are barking in the background of a Zoom call. Like everybody (laughs) has all this going on and people are understanding of that. So I think that, you know, the fact that like we are in this time, like you, you have to give yourself a little bit of space and you have to allow that communication to happen. Yeah. 
And one of the important things that you said within, uh, within what you were just saying is, you know, our fears of what will happen when we express ourselves or speak up. And one of the biggest fears is like our, our fear of not being enough. And so I want to encourage you guys after you finish this episode to check out episode 20. If you haven't listened to that yet, we talk all about the fear of being inadequate and kind of the scarcity mindset there. Cause that can really play a role here when we're talking about, I'm scared of like losing my job if I speak up. And it's like, that's the scarcity mindset. Because realistically, if you know your worth and you know your value, then it's like, if I lose my job for speaking up about something that's important to me, I will find another job that honors me. Yes. Knowing your value is so important here. And I think too, like, so I was reading this post by Mel Robbins. And if you don't follow Mel Robbins, definitely should. She's amazing. We'll tag her Instagram in the episode description, but Mel Robbins, incredible. And she posted this thing the other day. It really spoke to me. And it said, stop talking yourself out of rooms that you've earned the right to be in. Don't let anybody, including yourself, make you feel like you don't deserve the right to be in a room that you've earned the right to be in. You deserve to be here. And the first step is recognizing it. And I think that that's really important when we're having this conversation about being assertive at work is you have to know your own values so you can stand your ground and you can own your space. And that can be very hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is hard. And it's because it's hard, people don't want to do it. Yeah. So that's really what it comes down to. But I think when we're talking specifically about like what, what being assertive in the workplace is, it's something that really, it allows you to navigate your workplace better because there's a better understanding of here's who I am. Here's what I allow. Here's what I don't allow. Here's what my tasks are. Here's what my tasks are not. And that's all communication based. Like we have to communicate that again, like so much of our frustration is born out of assumption. Yeah. And I think that something important you just said is like that communication, right? Because it prevents not only you from becoming frustrated, but it prevents others from becoming frustrated with you because nothing is more frustrating than like when someone hasn't told you something and you like have these expectations or this thought in your head and then they come to you and they're frustrated and mad and you're like, well, wait a second. I had no idea that you felt this way. So not mm. only are you like doing this to yourself, you're doing it to somebody else too. Mm. Yes. And that's a, that's a really good point because a lot of times we view it as we're protecting other people by not disappointing them. And I said this actually to a client just last night. I was talking to her. It's kind of chaotic at work because somebody was somebody, I don't know if he quit or he was fired. Either way, there's a position and nobody was aware of what this guy did. Like nobody has any idea. So there's this open position and they're like, we know like what his job was, but we don't know what his process was. And so everybody was just freaking out. And so in this, we were just talking about obviously the importance of communication and like just building that workplace environment that like feels good, right? And that's one of the things that we talked about was that even though this is a hard thing right now, in the long term, it's going to be something better because now you know, one of the, one of the greatest things about being assertive in the workplace and what this looks like is you really get to avoid toxic environments. 
you're, you're not continuing to put yourself in positions to where you're like, wow, this doesn't feel good. I don't want to go to work today because this person's there or, you know, this task is there. And so if we're not, if we're not speaking up about what specifically we can and can't do, asking for help, communicating, that doesn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's something you said, you know, that dread of going into work. Like, I don't Mm want to do this. The Sunday scaries that we talk about so much, like Sunday's Mm -hmm. ending. Oh my God, it's five o'clock and I have to go to work tomorrow. A lot of that comes from not taking the step to communicate and be assertive at work and and communicate your needs because you're feeling overwhelmed. And I think that kind of goes into like our whys. You know, Mm. obviously number one is, if you are assertive at work, you have less stress and you are less overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the biggest reasons really when it comes to the workplace specifically, because it's all the little things that add up, right? Like it feels it's, oh, this overwhelming sense of dread or sense of like not being productive, but it just feels really heavy because there's so much stress. But stress is a manifestation of a million little things. And so if we start to remove some of those little things or ask for help for some of those little things or clarify those little things, it becomes different. One of my clients was in what we call the hamster wheel. She was going to work and was just like, she was not being productive. And basically after our conversation, we narrowed things down to one of the, big, one of the biggest problems was she was getting interrupted consistently. Mm. So she would go in with a plan. Here's my task. Here's what I'm going to do. But then people are coming in, asking her for help, asking her for other things. And of course, she's the person that's like, oh, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. So it was like, okay, we have to handle number one. You got to take that time. Even if it takes you an hour to teach somebody how to do something. If you were spending 10 minutes a day doing that yourself, that's six days and you just spend an hour doing it and now you never have to do it again. It's <laughs> so, so it's, common. It's, it's so worth common. the time up front. And so she was on this hamster wheel, we called it, right? To where it was like, she just couldn't, she couldn't get off because, so it was like, okay, we, we got to ask for help, hand off tasks, right? And then the other thing, she had to stop the interruptions. And I was like, listen, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go into your office and you're going to lock the door. And she was like, what? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, no, you, we've identified the problem. And so when you identify a problem, then you create a solution. If people are just coming into your office because you're making yourself available, you have to change that and, and communicate when my office door is shut, I'm not available. You can knock if it's an emergency, but I mean, we've had, we've only had two calls so far, both calls. This is very interesting. Her first call, somebody walked in and she was like, it was a task that they could have done. She could have told them how to do. I think they needed a postage stamp or something. And she could have just been like, they're right over there. But she got up, interrupted our call, did it for them, got the forum. Okay. This is cool. Like little snippet of a cli- of client progress. Right. So then yesterday we're on our call. Somebody we're on our call. He walks in, a guy walks in and he just puts something on her desk and leaves. And she's like, did you just see what happened? Like they recognize, Hey, you're on a call, you're unavailable. And so they didn't ask you for anything. And you didn't even, you didn't, she didn't even turn around and look at them when they walked in. Like she was like in it, you know, yeah. and so little things like that. But it's like, you, you have to 
get, you have to find those little pieces in the workplace, those little things that are adding up. And that's like getting to the root issue, right? Once you get to the root issue, you do something about it. It's so funny when you were saying that I was thinking about, I used to have this boss and it's funny, the difference between men and women, right? So I had this boss, this male boss, and uh-huh. he had, when his door was shut, you don't go knocking on it. You don't go look in that window. And there was like fear elicited. If you went to the door, like you better have something that is on fire. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're interrupting that locked door and it's not on fire, you're getting your butt chewed, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so funny, the difference between men and women in that aspect, because as women, we're like, oh, it's no problem. Come in. Like, I, you know, I'll take my time for you. When really, like, we need to be owning our space and saying, no, like, this is important. I don't, like, I want to help you, but right now I can't. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. I won't later. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you can't help later or teach somebody how to fish and do it themselves. It just means that you've got to set those boundaries. But I want to go back to something else that you talked about, missed opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. So going back to the story about the guy who they didn't know what he did all day. Like they knew what his job was, but they didn't know how he did it, right? Yeah. So something that I talk with clients about a lot is missed opportunities. And what I mean by that is if people don't know what you're doing all day or how you're accomplishing something because you're not talking about it, you could miss a huge opportunity. Okay. Mm. I had a client who applied for a job one time and got turned down. And when he got turned down, he said to me, I don't know, Mindy, I don't understand why I didn't get this job. I'm the perfect fit for it. I said, okay, well, what did they tell you when you didn't get the job? And he said, well, they said that I don't have X, Y, Z qualification and I don't do this or that, or I, and I can't, you know, I can't prove that I communicate X, Y, Z. And I was like, okay, well, is that true? And he's like, no. And I, you know, I just like, I've done all this stuff and you list off all these accomplishments. And I'm like, okay, does anyone else know that but you? And he was like, well, no. And I'm like, why are you not talking about it? And he's like, well, you know, I don't want to be like a bragger. And I'm like, there is a difference between being a bragger and assertively telling people what you're doing, what you're accomplishing and Mm -hmm. talking about that. Because if people don't know what you're doing, like you're missing out on opportunity. And especially right now when companies are looking to cut people, when they're looking Mm -hmm. to save money, if they don't know what you do all day, there's an opportunity that, and I'm not trying to like be scarcity mindset here and scare people, mm-hmm. but there is an opportunity that someone may say, well, you know, Mindy's sitting in a corner all day and like, I don't know what Mindy does. Mindy's just a number. So I need to cut headcount by Mindy. Like, mm-hmm. so I think it's really important that like you take the time to communicate with people like, this is what I've accomplished. This is what I'm working on. This is what my day looks like all of those different little things that A, not only help you get to a place where you could have extra opportunity, but B, could also help you set boundaries. Because if like you're having these conversations with your boss and your boss Mm -hmm. is like, whoa, wait a minute, like you have too much on your plate, like that, that could in turn help you set a boundary, right? To make your day a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's true. And that kind of goes into like another reason why we need to be assertive at work is to have better performance. 
because when you are more comfortable in your workplace, you perform better. That's like productivity 101. Like I could not come like, and that's a lot of people are struggling this right now because they're like working at their kitchen tables with like four kids at their feet, you know? But it's like when you're comfortable and when you feel as though you can be who you are and do the tasks that you're given and you're confident in your abilities, then you perform better and your needs get met which allows you to perform better because you're speaking up and saying, I'm good at this. I'm not good at this. I need to do more of this. I need to do less of this. And so in turn, like the bigger picture of that is you will probably have more growth and more opportunity within your job because, and you'll be there longer because you can keep that job because you're forever growing and forever learning because you're learning to specialize. Like so many people go into jobs. Our first day at a job is completely different than our, our first year or our second year or third year, whatever. Like we're always learning, but you have to be, in order to learn more, you have to ask questions and you have to speak up for yourself and you have to say, this is something I'm really struggling with doing. Is there something else that I could do? For you that would be more helpful, that would be aligned with this thing that I'm really good at. Like, but we think that we don't have that flexibility within a job. We just assume that because somebody is our boss, we can't speak up to them or we can't ask for what we need because we view people as superiors. It's the same thing with our parents, like setting boundary with our parents. We're like, well, it's just our parents, so can't say anything to them because they're that's my mom. It's like, actually, you're an adult. And you can say anything that you need to say to anybody if it's respectful and it's thought out and there's a reason for it, right? Yep. Same thing here. You have to speak up in order to give yourself that comfort so you can grow and you can learn and you can get more of those opportunities. Yeah. And if you don't speak up, then you may end up being taken advantage of because here's Mm -hmm. the deal. People look for doormats. Let's just be real. Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, people will and like always will ask for more than what someone can give if someone keeps saying, yes, I can. Yes, I will. And people will recognize that and they mm-hmm. will, whether they're doing it maliciously or not, they mm-hmm. will exploit it. Right? 100%. That's so, me. Like yeah. 100%. The girl that I hired this week, I said to her in an email, I just want to let you know that I know myself and I will push and I will continue to ask for things. So please feel free to set boundaries with me. I told her that straight up. <laughs> yeah, you tell that. You even tell that to your friends. Like you've told me that. Like, Mindy, I will push you. Yeah. And if I'm pissing you off, just tell me. Yeah, it's important, but that opens a communication line, right? To where it's like, hey, I know who I am and I'm going to ask you for everything and I'm going to expect it in two minutes. So make sure you tell me if that's not okay, because if you do it, then that's what I'm going to expect. You're teaching me how to treat you. (laughs) But it's true. And I think people like don't, and the thing I love about our friendship is like, I can tell you like, Kelsey, I'm going to need you to to back down, killer. I love yeah. you, but I'm going to need you to back down. <laughs> but people don't understand that that's something that you can do. Like you can say mm-hmm. no. You can say, I'm not comfortable with this. This mm-hmm. doesn't align with my values. I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. I This is not a priority for me. And that will help you prevent being taken advantage of, whether it's maliciously or not. 
which helps prevent burnout. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many conversations I have where people are like, I hate my job. I'm so tired. I can't do this anymore. I'm not passionate about this. And it's not that they aren't passionate about what they were doing because they went into their job with a passion most of the time. I was having this conversation the other day. This girl was like, hi, I don't know if I'm in the right field anymore. I, I think I'm not you know, passionate about what I do. And I was like, okay, well, talk to me about why you started doing what you do. Mm-hmm. And her eyes lit up and she was like, telling me everything about her industry and how cool it was and why she went into it. And I was like, okay, I can see in your eyes and I can see in your communication with me that the the industry that you're in is not the problem. The lack of communication that you have right now and the lack of boundary setting and the lack of values is your problem. So that's what we have Mm -hmm. to fix, right? And Mm -hmm. that, but that burnout goes with you everywhere. Cause if you're not assertive and you're not communicating, right. Yeah. That burnout doesn't just burn you out at work, but it burns you out at home. Yes. And that's, that's the problem is that people think that there's this separation and right now there's no separation (laughs) because most people are working from home, but like you're bringing it home regardless. Like that's one of the biggest things that people that that I talk to people about in my coaching and just in general is like everything's connected guys like if you don't feel good in one area like I can't how many times have I talked about how as women we put everything in the little boxes right we separate things it's organized it's like labeled color coded whatever and we're like I'm going to keep these boxes out and then I'm going to put these in the storage unit cuz those are ugly and I'm ashamed of them so I'm going to just keep them over here don't want to look at them. No, thanks. Lock it, throw away the key. I'm like, guess what? You're still paying rent on that storage unit because that shit is still there. So regardless of which avenue, which place, which environment you're suffering in, it transfers over to another area. No person on this earth that works outside of the home has had like a shit-tastic day at work and come home and been like, today is a great day, ready to parent. Where's all my kids? Let's do this. Like, no, that doesn't happen because <laughs> we feel like shit because we had a hard day. Like, or the stress is overwhelming. Like we carry that with us regardless of the environment. And so all of your environments need to be, you know, conducive for your growth and for your comfort. And there has to be good, good communication there. So it's something that we, we think we can separate, but the reality is as much as we may try, we're probably expending so much energy trying to keep it separate that it would be easier to just speak up and just get it handled. Yeah. So we've talked about a lot of stuff, right? So we talked about, you know, like why we have to be assertive, what being assertive is, but I think Mm -hmm. what we really need to get into, and we've talked about a little bit already is how do you do it, right? How, how yeah. do you become assertive without being viewed as aggressive or, and I'm going to say it, like these people say it, bitchy or like whatever <laughs> word you want to use. Like, yeah. how, how do we do it? So I think the first thing is knowing your value and knowing your worth. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because at the end of the day, this is what so much of everything comes back to. Because again, we're talking about speaking up in order to teach people how to treat you, right? And so if Mm. you don't know your worth, if you don't believe that you're valuable, if you believe it's okay 
somebody calls you a bitch at work and you're like, well, I am kind of a bitch. Then it's like, okay, that's what you think your worth is. Versus if somebody calls you a bitch at work and you're like, actually, I'm not. Then it's like, that is knowing, okay, I am worth being spoken to in a more respectful manner. That's an opportunity for you to speak up. But if you don't know, and if you don't believe that you're valuable and that you're worthy of this productive, comfortable, you know, conducive to growth environment, you're not going to speak up. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that also goes into like setting boundaries and speaking up when it's scary, because like, let's say, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like you said, like asking someone to treat you respectfully, right? Asking Mm -hmm. someone to value your opinion, having a conversation with someone um, who is sitting on a conference call and every time they tried to speak up about their opinion, someone kept speaking over them. And they were mm. like, Mindy, I didn't accomplish anything on this conference call. And I'm like, well, did you say anything when they spoke over you? And she's like, no. And I was like, okay, well, there's, a, you know, there's an easy way to set a boundary here. And there's a polite way to set a boundary here. And so we talked about how do we like set that boundary of, hey, I would really appreciate it if I had the opportunity to voice my opinion on this, Mm. as opposed to like getting really mad and being like, quit talking over me. Like there's, but there was no boundary set there. So that person continued to speak over her because they knew that they could. So, Mm. and and it's scary, right? It's scary to like, because it feels confrontational, but there's a big difference between being confrontational and just letting someone know, hey, I have something to say that's of value and I would like the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that that's exactly what I was talking about earlier with if we start speaking up earlier, yep. then that that aggression and that resentment is less likely to develop, which kind of goes into our next tool, which is practicing what you want to say. And it sounds silly, but honestly, like if you're talking about approaching somebody, especially somebody that is like a superior or really anybody in the workplace, you know, it's like, these are not always people you have personal relationships with. So you might feel kind of like scared about how they're going to react. So you want to practice, like, what is it that you want to say, especially if you are somebody who is likely to let people interrupt or speak over you. And so then it's like, I know going into this conversation, I had a girl who had to have a hard conversation with her boss because her values were being violated. And so what I had her do was first write a letter to her boss, Mm. like, and just get out everything she wanted to say. And I think she even wrote a couple drafts of it because I was like, write as many as you need. Even if like the first letter is, Hey, fuck you. That's fine. Like, get just get it out and peel back the layers until you figure out. Okay, here are the things that I want to say. And then when you go into the conversation, what I want you to do is I want you to ask for that space. And what I mean by that is go in and say, "Hey, there's some things that have been on my mind. If you could just let me kind of talk for a minute, and you can digest it, and then we can discuss it after." Just again, asking for what you need, and that's what she did. She went in, she asked for that space and she had the entire conversation got to say everything she wanted to say. And then they discussed it afterwards, but she practiced. She was like, I actually went and like had, you know, the bullet points of what I wanted to say or the letter or whatever she ended up using and was like, I literally practiced like speaking it out loud because that's just like confidence building one-on-one. It's like, okay, just do it. So it was like, here's the hard things I want to say. So let's just practice saying them. And if it's like, simply something that's like, 
you can't speak to me that way. Like say it in the mirror. It's like, okay, that sounded a little aggressive. How can I change that word? (laughs) But literally practicing. So it's like building your confidence and your ability to speak. Yeah. And like, I think too, like having a mentor or a coach that you can talk to is a really good thing to have. Um, Mm -hmm. So I um, used to have a mentor that I would call when I was having kind of like a, how do I have this hard conversation? Because as a manager, when I was managing, like I had to have a lot of hard conversations. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I had this mentor that I would call because, you know, even if you're in management, like you obviously don't know everything and like you can see a million different scenarios and still not know how to handle something. So I call and say, okay, here's what I've got going on. Here's what I think I'm going to say. What do you think? How does it sound? And speaking it even out loud to her, I would say, mm, wait a second. Okay. I just said that. And I don't feel like that is going to go over well. So let me rephrase that. Let me reword it. Right. And then she would say, okay, this is what I heard from you this is the message that I'm getting. Is that the message that you're trying to put out? I'd be like, Mm. yeah, absolutely. So if you have someone like a mentor or hire a coach to talk to, right? Mm. Like that's awesome. But if you don't, then absolutely speak it out, write it out, practice it in the mirror, call your friend, call someone, like post a video of yourself. I don't know, something, (laughs) but just practice it. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a really great idea to to seek like some some feedback from from somebody else in that way. Um, our next tool for how to be assertive at work is to take care of yourself outside of work, right? And this is probably where people fail the most, right? Because it's yep. like the the self care and the time that that takes and how we view it and all of those things you got to refill your cup. You have to, I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you like to crochet hats for bunnies or whatever. Like it doesn't matter. It's whatever is fulfilling to you. And I think we've talked about self-care so many times before, but self-care isn't like hashtag self-care. Self-care is whatever feels fulfilling to you. And if you only have five minutes and that's all you can do, then make sure you do that but it has to be a priority because if you're going into work with an empty cup every day, you're already at that capped level. So there's already aggression and resentment. Like you can't be your best at that point. And then you're carrying that empty cup back into your home life and you're just like walking around on empty. And I'm sorry to tell you, but like nobody wants to be around you when you're like that. No, that's like everybody knows that person and that person is not a fun person to be around. Yeah. Yeah. So many relationships to where it's like, every time I talk to them, they're, they're so negative and it's like, Oh, so draining. Yeah. They're, they're just unfulfilled. And if, if people, you know, hurt people, hurt people. So it's like those people that can develop in like it backfiring to where you're saying things to people that you don't mean and you're taking out on other people. So just take care of yourself. Mm -hmm outside of the workplace, whatever that looks like to you. But remember in all of this, you always have to be first. Yep. And I think that leads us into our last tool, which is do not make yourself small. And I think there's two pieces to this, right? You have to speak clearly and directly to whoever you're trying to have a conversation with. Mm -hmm. But it also ties into knowing your value and worth. Do not make yourself small to yourself. Mm. Because there's like, there's two pieces, right? So like if you go into a conversation and you already don't feel confident 
you don't know what your value is and what your worth is, right? And you're going to have a hard conversation. You are going to make yourself small yeah. because you feel small, right? So totally. you have you have to build yourself up with you, and then you have to go in and stand your ground, going back to what Mel Robbins said, right? You have to own the room that you are in. I um, I read this book by Sheryl Sandberg, wrote this book called Lean In that I read probably like five years ago. And she tells the story about sitting in a conference room with a bunch of guys. And uh, she took a seat away from the table, right? Everybody's sitting at this round table. You guys can all picture it. You've probably sat in one of these meetings. If you work in corporate America, everybody sits around the table. They voice their opinions, whatever. And automatically when she walked into the room, she noticed that there was not enough space at the table for everybody So instead of taking a seat at the table when there were open seats, she took a seat like up against the wall, like in one of the chairs. Mm -hmm. No, ma'am. No. Mm -hmm. Right. But we do that because we feel small ourselves because we don't know our value and our worth. And because you take that seat away from the table, you're not being put in an opportunity to be assertive, to communicate, to be valued, to be viewed as valuable. So what I'm saying in all of this is take the seat at the table. Own your value and your worth and own your opinions and stand tall in the room and don't make yourself small. Mm, yeah, that's so good. That's so, so good. And it's it's so true. And we do this even in, you know, like social environments too, to where it's like, yes. stand over to the side. And like, I always picture when we're like speaking up and we make ourselves small. It's the conversation to where it's like, okay, I'm going to ask for this. And then it's like, um, maybe if you could like possibly kind of, um, like do this thing, like when you're ready, if you have time, maybe kind of sort of, um, like if you're available. (laughs) Oh, I used to do that all the time (laughs) versus being like, Hey, I need this. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, or Hey, I feel this way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So just running through our tools here about being assertive at work and how to do that. You want to first know that you are valuable and you are worthy and you have to really, really believe in that. You need to set boundaries and speak up when it's scary. Speak up before you get to that aggression and that resentment phase. Speak up when it feels too early to speak up. Speak up before you tell yourself, well, I'll just give this like another week and see if they do something differently. No, not another week. Speak up now. Speak up in the beginning. People, you teach people how to treat you from the very first time they meet you. Practice what you want to say and take care of yourself outside of the workplace. And then lastly, of course, don't make yourself small. And like Mindy said, I love it. Like take your seat at the table and believe you deserve that seat. Awesome. Yeah. What like what a great topic today. I really enjoy talking about it. Um, so next week, episode 31. Again, I seriously can't believe we're like this far in. It, it blows my mind. Um, and also just a shout out to everybody uh, for listening and subscribing. We had 10,000 downloads. We posted it on our Instagram the other day. We were just so excited. So thank you guys so much for continuing to stick with us and share. We love seeing your repost on Instagram. But next week, Kelsey, what are we talking about? 
We're talking about letting go of the things that hold us back. So every single week, multiple times a week, when we're peeling back layers and uncovering root issues, we're talking about things that are holding us back from moving forward. When we're stuck, there's a reason we're stuck. So we need to work on letting go of the old stories, the fears, all those kinds of things. So we're gonna talk about how you can let go of those things and give you guys some tools as always. So thank you guys for listening today. Thank you for downloading our stuff 10,000 times at this point. That's crazy to me. You guys are amazing. We appreciate your support in every way. If you could do one last thing for us and just, again, grab a screenshot, share us on social media. We appreciate the love and it helps us to reach more people. So all of that being said, don't forget to live bravely today. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.